You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review for Thursday, September 9th, 2021. I'm Coda Babcock. And I'm Ivy Winfrey. And you're tuned in to KCSU Fort Collins. On today's show, I'll be telling you about new updates in the closure of the on-campus academic testing center and the police assault of Carradine Gardner. After that, you'll be hearing highlights of this weekend's live in studio with Maddie Erskine and musician Kayla Katz. Coda explains how Britney Spears' father filed to end the conservatorship. Then we'll hear from Carly Shields from Mishawaka about new music venues in the area. After that, I'll be giving new information on COVID-19 and speaking to Austria Cohn from the Collegian about on-campus Wi-Fi struggles. To conclude the show, Coda discusses the Theranos trial, and I'll be telling you about the weirdest stories I've found recently. Let's move right into campus and local news. Hello there, my name is Ivy Winfrey, and this is your local news for today on on the Rocky Mountain Review. Colorado State University's University Testing Center will soon be permanently closed. According to Natalie Wayland at the Rocky Mountain Collegian, the testing center, which provided high-quality testing environments and helped provide extended testing time and makeup exams for students, will be closing at the end of the fall 2021 semester. According to a message from Paula Rodriguez, director of the University Testing Center, the closure is due to, quote, substantial revenue losses resulting from COVID-19's changes to our business context, end quote. For the remainder of the semester, the UTC will continue to provide services such as makeup exams, proctoring services, and test scoring. Rodriguez says information about testing administration during the spring semester will be made public, quote, as soon as discussions evolve, end quote. In the meantime, the Institute for Learning and Teaching will assume responsibility for managing course surveys. The city of Loveland is set to pay $3 million to settle the civil lawsuit tied to Karen Garner's forcible arrest case. According to Eric Larson at the Coloradoan, Garner's arrest drew national attention after body camera footage released by her family's lawyer showed former Loveland Police Department officer Austin Hopp forcibly detained the then 73-year-old woman after staff at a Loveland Walmart accused her of attempting to leave the store with items she hadn't paid for. Garner, who has dementia, suffered multiple injuries in the arrest, for which Hopp faces criminal charges, including second-degree assault causing serious bodily injury. Loveland Police Department terminated Hop, former officer Daria July, and former community service officer Tyler Blackett for their roles in Gardner's arrest and subsequent detention. Now, Loveland city leaders have reached a $3 million settlement with Gardner's family, which ends the civil case filed on behalf of the Gardner family by Loveland-based, Sarah Lo- uh, by Loveland-based lawyer Sarah Scheichel, while criminal cases against Hop in July continue. Loveland City Manager Steve Adams said in a written statement, quote, The settlement with Karen Garner will help bring some closure to an unfortunate event in our community, but does not upend the work we have left to do. We extend a deep and heartfelt apology to Karen Garner and her family for what they have endured as a result of this arrest. We know we did not act in a manner that upholds the values, integrity, and policies of the city and police department when we are taking the necessary steps to make sure these actions are never repeated. End quote. A judge found ample evidence to continue the criminal case against Hop during a mid-August preliminary hearing. He is scheduled for a September 29th court appearance, and at which time he is expected to enter a plea. July faces misdemeanor charges in connection with Gardner's arrest. Her next court appearance is in is scheduled for October 13th in anticipation of new evidence being released during and after Hop's preliminary hearing, her attorney said during an August 10th court appearance. The city of Fort Collins has announced another round of mosquito spraying in southeast Fort Collins. According to a city press release posted Tuesday, the Larimer County Department of Health and Environment recommended the city spray based on high levels of West Nile infected mosquitoes trapped last week. Truck-based fogging will be done Thursday and Sunday, weather permitting, in areas generally bordered by College Avenue and Horsetooth, Ziegler and Ketchler Roads. A portion of that area was also targeted in mosquito pray- spraying in August. A detailed map of the spray area can be found at fcgov.com slash West Nile. The fogging trucks will also be equipped with GPS, and the residents can follow their path online. As long as conditions allow, both areas will be sprayed both nights between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Vector's Disease Control International is contracted by Fort Collins to conduct the spraying and will use a permethrin-based product in their spray. To minimize pesticide exposure, the city recommends residents do the following. Stay indoors and keep doors and windows closed for 30 minutes to an hour after spraying stops. Bring pets indoors and cover organic gardens, ponds, and water features with a sheet or tarp. 
In addition to sending a press release, the city notified residents of this week's spraying through an emergency alert. To sign up to be alerted about future mosquito spraying, visit fcgov.com slash westnile slash spraying or nocoalert.org. A 19-year-old man shot by Loveland police in August has died from his injuries. According to Sadie Swanson and Sarah Kyle at the Coloradoan, patrol officer Eddie Luzzin shot the man, Alex Domina, while responding to a call about a disturbance in the 1600 block of Tennessee Street on August 16th. Domina was hospitalized after the shooting and died late Tuesday, September 7th as a result of his injuries, according to a news release from the 8th Judicial District Critical Incident Team. A CERT investigation led by Fort Collins Police Services was launched following the shooting, which is the standard protocol when a police officer is involved in a shooting. The findings of that investigation were presented to District Attorney Gordon McLaughlin on August 30th, according to the news release, which said McLaughlin is expected to issue a ruling on the shooting early this month. Luzzin has been on paid administrative leave during the investigation. In 911 audio released by police in late August, a person who identified themselves as the 19-year-old's guardian said Domina was breaking things in their backyard because he was angry. A prior news release from the 8th Judicial District Attorney's Office said he was, quote, experiencing a mental health crisis, end quote. When the 911 call began, the guardian said Domina was not armed with anything, but toward the end of the call said Domina had obtained a knife. In Luzzin's body camera footage released by police, Domina started walking towards Luzzin with the knife, and Luzzin could be heard telling Domina to put the knife down, don't come near me, or stop multiple times in the body camera footage before firing his weapon. Loveland Police Chief Robert Tyser said in a video statement accompanying the 911 audio and body camera footage that an internal investigation into the incident would be conducted once the CERT investigation was complete. CERT investigates if any laws were broken during an incident, while the internal investigation will determine if any internal policies were violated. In his statement, Tyser said no determination of whether officers acted illegally or outside of department policy will be made until investigations are concluded. My name is Ivy Winfrey, and that's all the local news for today. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. Stay tuned. She's just mad about me. They call me mellow yellow. Quite Hey yo, it's me, DJ Wireda Joe. My show, Sunday Disposition, is from 11 to 1 on Sundays. Tune in and tell me what makes your disposition sunny. Now we're going to be hearing from Maddie Erskine, who hosts the local music uh, live in studios here at KCSU Fort Collins. And if you want to listen to the full version of this, be sure to check it out at kcsufm.com or by visiting us on Spotify by looking up KCSU. So without further ado, this is Maddie Erskine and Kayla Katz, local music artist, and I'll let them take the rest. My name is Maddie Erskine, and I'm here with Kayla Katz. So what are you playing for us first? Yeah, this is a song called Better, and I wrote it over the summer. It's like a little love song about, you know, being cautious about jumping into something and kind of thinking more practically about your feelings. So it's a good one. I love it. I am super excited. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. We will be playing some live music now, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Talk too much, cause what if I do? Ooh. 
90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. That was Kayla Katz with her song, Better. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Kayla. Um, I'm a sophomore this year, which feels crazy. The campus is totally transformed, which is beautiful, magical. So many more people to meet. It's awesome. I've been writing songs since I was like 16, and they just kind of come out of me like a diary. And I just put them on voice memos. And so we've just got a bunch of them. But yeah, no, I, I feel very drawn to music and... Um, it can, you can express yourself any way with it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we had you here last year, and so how have you grown over this, like, summer? Oh um, I know you went back to your hometown. Yes. So what yes. happened? How, how, how have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Um, so I'm from Austin, Texas, which is a, bit, a pretty big, like, live music spot for a lot of musicians to, like, go and do open mics and, and get their footing, really. Um, and this summer has really taught me about resilience with my craft that I can't let other people or situations dictate what comes out of my heart. Like, and just like the things I put out, they need to be from my soul, like period. And so it's really, this summer for me has been about creativity, growth, learning, and endurance for sure. Yeah. Like the music industry is brutal, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> it can definitely be. Um, 
and with that, I saw that you spent some time recording recently, yes. which is super oh exciting. So do you have some things kind of coming up that you're thinking about? Yes, I Maybe actually like do. Album type things, <laughs> like very yes. exciting. So tell, tell us about it. What yeah, were you doing sure. in the studio? So like my dream is to like have an EP, which is like, I have like several songs I'd love to put on. And in the studio, we were experimenting with the song and a producer I've never worked with, which was like pretty cool in itself. And then we were also doing some cover songs. So yeah. those will be coming out shortly. Maybe a single and a cover and that's it oh how now. wonderful but just getting to know the studio that's a whole other exciting you know task and exciting moment and so I'm like a studio rat already I'm like let me in yeah. I need to be there <laughs> oh yes it's so much fun it's and addicting. like oh definitely um being in a studio and recording and just like seeing your music come to life in a way that's mm-hmm. other than live because live music is amazing as well yeah. but being able to like really really like critique your own music and get oh, it to yeah. sound exactly how you want it is just like a whole mm-hmm. other cool experience that I'm very excited that you're going to be able you. to get to do. Yeah, um, and I hear you want to be a bit of a producer too, so I'm kind of like, you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I also do love my audio engineering, so yes. <laughs> it's yes. always exciting. It's always like, what can we get that music to be? Like, how can we get it to the next level? You know what I mean? And exactly. How can you just like make it the most authentic version, even if it is in the studio, which is like a goal for me. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. And so additionally, you know, going back to Austin, I'm assuming you probably played some shows. Yeah. Right. So did you have any that were just (laughs) memorable that you just feel like, you know, you want to share just good experiences? Yeah, for sure. Well, I was playing at this one with a beautiful outdoor venue. Like I was having such a good time. And there's this family that wanted a song request for someone's birthday. And I was Uh like, okay. And there were these babies, like I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm not even kidding, like two weeks old. Uh And they were like, the baby stop crying when you stop singing. Or they start crying when you stop singing. And it was oh. so cute. I was like, oh my gosh, stop it. So they're like, would you mind playing just to like lull my child to sleep? And that was like so wholesome. That is like, so wholesome. I will play all night. Yes, let's go. Yeah, that I'll be here really all cool. night long. Yeah, <laughs> Bring your babies to sleep, like literally. Maybe like a singer, songwriter, babysitter? Yeah, probably. <laughs> But it was so cute, like, oh my gosh. And so that was amazing. And I think just like connecting with the audience and having such a good support system, like my family makes it to every single gig. And oh, that's wonderful. That's, you know, something you can't, you can't. Um, you can't really replace that. No, yeah. definitely not. So I love you, family and friends and everyone who's listening. Like, I love you guys. So if you could play like an instrument, any instrument in the world, mm. and you're just amazing, just magically be perfect at it mm. what instrument would you pick like you don't oh have practice gosh. you just get to get to be amazing at it honestly bass like I would just love to jump on bass and be like like yeah. you know all the amazing things just like naturally be a naturally be like a pro at it that would be amazing right I, I can practice the bass for years and I don't think I'll ever be a pro right. people <laughs> told hard. me like bass is like harder to master and guitar yes. is easier to master I've so heard that like, many times where yeah. bass is easier to play Pick but up. harder to master mm-hmm. and guitar is harder to play but easier to master master. yeah yeah can't win (laughs) which is I totally believe that especially because like I think with bass it's like very rhythmic some Mm. a lot of the times I mean you see other types of bass playing but oftentimes it's very rhythmic and it's like if you don't have a good sense of rhythm we're gonna have some trouble playing the bass. <laughs> it's gonna oh be a little hard. Gosh, it's so funny. I was playing with a loop pedal the other day, and like that was like the first or second time I was doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I like literally could not keep myself on tempo. Like it's mm-hmm. so hard. I'm like, how does Ed Sheeran do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would say I'm glad you brought up Ed Sheeran because mm-hmm. last time we talked, I was talking about some of your inspirations mm-hmm. and what you mentioned him and Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. I was wondering if you found any other artists over yeah. the summer that you've just you know Dude. kind of decided to start loving. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jade bird she's like a, yes. an artist in austin and i'm just like even more connected to her music now like i don't know she put on another album and i was like girl you just like you just slapped that was amazing like just like threw that down on us like it was amazing so i think her but even more ed sheeran because i have such respect for him and what he does in the music industry like he was literally producers were trying to tell him what to do and he wrote a song called you need me i don't need you so like yeah. literally he was like screw that like i'm not doing that and i just like I'm so inspired by that because it's really hard to say no in the moment. It is really very so, hard, yeah, especially yeah. with producers and, you know, there's definitely sometimes power dynamics in the music industry Correct. that play a very yeah. big role as well. And so it's always fun when you see artists kind of being like, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's definitely something that you can respect. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's what I want to be doing eventually. It's just like just figuring out, you know, getting your footing in, in what feels right. 
and what doesn't. Yeah, and we did get some texts in, just so you know. Someone oh, did sure. say that they love you. Um, oh, my <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Whoever it is, I love you, too. <laughs> um, it says Logan. Oh, my gosh. She's my little sister. Oh, that's very, very sweet. Well, shout out to the little sister. We appreciate you tuning in. We absolutely love all of our listeners at KCSU, especially in these live studios, because these moments are so special. They're so precious. Um, they really are. It is absolutely. And so you got your next song, Coming Up yeah. the Flame which I got to hear before this little in-studio in our lobby, and it was beautiful. I'm super <laughs> excited about it. Do you want to just tell Let's us a bit it. about what the song's about? Yeah, honestly, it's been about this past summer and, you know, just the frustrations you get as a young artist in the industry, and you're just like, well, why does it have to be that way? Or, like, why why can't I trust myself right now? You know, like, why am I questioning myself? Why, why do I feel so much doubt? Why am I not inspired right now? Like, it's just, like, this whole, like, how do you separate what is growing you from what is, you know, kind of destroying you almost or like getting down on you? And how do you surround yourself with people who are the best people to help you grow as an artist? So it's, yeah. it's all about figuring that out. And just like sometimes your voice isn't heard. Yeah. And that sucks. So it's kind of a it lot of angst. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally fair. And I think that that's another thing that, you know, we all love about music is that. It gives it gives you a voice, uh, yeah. whether you're even even if you're not singing, even if you're playing an instrument like it still gives you like a really nice outlet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think uh, even listening to music, we, we oh, love music, yeah. <laughs> listening, playing everything. And someone told me music is universal, so you don't necessarily have to speak the same language oh, to know what someone is I've talking about. I've <laughs> actually gotten really into like um, music from other countries yes. and like J-pop specifically. Mm. Like if you haven't listened to like Japanese pop, it's really amazing. good because they basically had this like, I don't know, I was reading about it and what I was getting from it is it's like a combo of like 80s kind of pop mm. disco and like punk. And I was listening to oh. some of it too and it's it's really fun. That's so cool, dude. I know K-pop, but I don't know J-pop, so we yeah. gotta we gotta get into that. And it's, like, sure. it's fun, and then like a lot of good music from Spain recently. Oh my, gosh. Oh my god! I, no, stop it. I love Spanish music. Like Shakira is like my favorite person. Yes, She's amazing. Yes. Yeah, they bicicleta. I love that. I think any artist, just overall, like part of art is being frustrated. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you put yourself out there, especially when you're like very vulnerable with your music, oh, yeah. um, it's hard when people don't take that well or try to change who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's always frustrating when people maybe aren't in the same vibe of your music, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because your art is your art. So yes, not everyone has to love it, Exactly. <laughs> but I do. So yeah, well, thank you all for tuning in today. Do you have any upcoming shows or anything yes. so i'm going back to austin because i have a private party i'm playing at but besides that i'm trying to get some gigs in fort collins i haven't heard back but we'll keep continuing to try yes so well, that's all you can do hopefully we see you playing <laughs> around town soon um yeah so thank you so much for coming in thank you everyone for thank tuning so in for today um and yeah Happy, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Good 90.5 KCSU day. Uh, next week, there's not an in-studio, but I will be in the studio playing some local music, hopefully training some DJs, so you should tune in anyways. And then the week after that, we're going to have the Crooked Rugs in, which is a fun local band, and they're not going to be playing, but they're going to be giving away tickets. So keep it on your calendars. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and hope you have a lovely Sunday. Once again, that was local music director Maddie Erskine and local musician Kayla Katz with a couple of her songs and some conversation, which you can hear if you go to our website at kcsufm.com. And now we're going to be switching gears into national news. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Remember to stay with us on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Especially since in five minutes we're going to be hearing from one of the folks over at the Mishawaka about upcoming venues in the area. So we'll be right back, so stay tuned.
Do you hate having paper coupons? You know, I'm not the biggest fan. Well, buddy old friend old pal, I have great news for you. The official coupon book of CSU has an app now. No more paper. Dude, that's revolutionary. The app is available on all Android and iOS devices and can be accessed anywhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses, cowboy. What kind of deals are we talking about? Good question, my spicy friend. There are coupon discounts available all throughout the Fort Collins area. That is so rad. Ram Deals is a publication of Rocky Mountain Student Media, which is CSU's official student media outlet and partner of KCSU. I'll download that right now. I can't wait to use these puppies. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Coda Babcock, and this is National News Highlights for Thursday. Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, filed to end his conservatorship Tuesday. According to Andrew Dalton from the Associated Press, the conservatorship began in 2008 following the pop star's loss of custody over her children. Britney Spears reportedly told the court that she was unaware that she could ask for legal counsel or petition to end the conservatorship and only recently hired an attorney to handle her case. Jamie Spears pulled back part of his conservatorship in 2019 when he stopped controlling the majority of her life decisions but had not denounced his role in handling her finances. She began seeking out an end to the conservatorship in part to get her money back as well as to make her own medical decisions including the removal of long-term birth control device and the discontinuation of various medications. Judge Brenda Penny will be the main decision maker in the case of ending the conservatorship, and a petition from Britney Spears' attorney is expected to be heard on September 29th. California is preparing to be the first state to explicitly outlaw removing a condom during sexual intercourse without verbal consent. According to the Associated Press, lawmakers in the state sent the bill to Governor Gavin Newsom earlier this week. The law would, make, would include removing a condom without permission during intercourse, also known as stealthing, to the civil definition of sexual battery in the state. This would mean that victims of stealthing could sue for damages. Stealthing has become an issue against both women and gay men, and one study from Yale University said that occurrences had increased in recent years. AP says that persecuting could remain difficult as it is challenging for prosecutors to prove that the act was done intentionally. Virginia removed a statue of Robert E. Lee, which formerly stood in the capital of Richmond. According to David Smith from The Guardian, the statue was removed Wednesday morning around 9, with a crowd cheering as it was lowered to the ground. The statue previously had been vandalized, but hadn't yet been taken down because some said that removing the statue would erase history. One participant in the crowd said to The Guardian, quote, It's time for us to be honest about our history. Germany has zero statues of Hitler and Rommel. They learned the lesson, and we have to learn the lesson. We cannot coddle white supremacy in this country, end quote. The statue's removal was live-streamed via Facebook. Richmond served as the capital of the Confederacy during the Civil War, and some black residents said at the event that the statue served as a reminder of white supremacy's grasp in the U.S. Kevin Levin, a historian who wrote Searching for Black Confederates, said of the event, quote, The push to remove these monuments over the past few years is a reminder that their dedication roughly 100 years ago could not have happened outside of a Jim Crow culture and legalized segregation. Though the lost cause myth has still, still has plenty of support in cir- certain circles, it no longer unites white Americans politically as it once did, end quote. That's all for national news. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins with the Rocky Mountain Review. Today I'm joined by Carly Shields of the Mishawaka to discuss three new music venues, as well as upcoming events with the amphitheater. And then for those who might not be familiar, would you mind giving a bit of a rundown about what the Mishawaka and Chippers are and how they're really different from other venues in the area? Yeah, absolutely. The Mishawaka is an outdoor amphitheater and a venue space and a restaurant up in Bellevue, up the Poudre Canyon a little bit outside of Fort Collins. Um, It's been around for years and it's had some historic shows and uh, lots of great memories made up there. And um, the same people who own the Mishawaka own Chippers, the entertainment centers in Northern Colorado. And we have turned three of these Chippers into music venues as well as bowling alleys. Some of them have laser tag and arcade and obviously a bar and a restaurant as well. Um, so we took Fort Collins, Greeley and Broomfield and built a stage right on the lanes um, so that you can have safe social distancing at shows, but also a dance space if you wanna get up and dance. Also bowling and arcade and drinks and uh, lots of different avenues for entertainment over at Chippers now. And then today we'll be announcing new venue names for each of those places. 
So it's a whole new experience, new brand, new way to see live music in Northern Colorado. A lot of cool stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about those new venues along with the decision to make the expansion of the company outside of Fort Collins? Yeah, so Fort Collins uh, Chippers is going to now be called, well, we'll still have Chippers, but the venue within the Chippers will be called 830 North. The venue within the Chippers at Greeley will be called 2454 West. And the venue within the Chippers in Broomfield is going to be called uh, 100 Nickel. That won't open until a little bit later this year, but definitely before 2022. Uh, Fort Collins we've got up and running, and Greeley will be open by October 23rd. So um, at 830 North, we just really wanted to, well, first of all, with the pandemic, it was easier for us to do shows because we were able to socially distance with the bowling lanes. Like that was kind of a natural thing. And um, the stage being on the lanes, uh, they had done that a couple times at Fort Collins and it seemed to go really well. So with the pandemic coming and not a lot of other places to do music, they decided, we all decided to really invest in in these new spaces. Um, so 830 North has been up and operating and having shows basically all summer, um, going pretty well. We're sort of fluctuating with the needs and requirements and restrictions and regulations as they come handed down to us. Um, and Greeley uh, at 2454 West, it's going to be much the same thing, you know. Um, social distancing as an option, uh, dance floor as an option, a lot of different ways to experience the music and to get out to the show, no matter your needs at this time. For sure. And then uh, just going back to that, uh, Chippers and the Mishawaka really did offer a lot of chances for artists to perform safely during the pandemic and for audiences to enjoy that. So how do you think that that option really helped bring you all to the point of having new venues? Yeah, I mean, Fort Collins in general has such a vibrant music scene that, and and with having the Mishawaka be open air, that was primary, like keeping music going, at least at the Mish, we knew would be a possibility because it was outdoors. Um, so we knew we could do that safely. And for a while we were still, we were also doing distancing, mask requirements in addition to being outdoors. So really being as conscious as we could um, to be safe, but to also to continue to provide this outlet for Northern Colorado, which we know is important not only to, you know, the live music fans, but all the musicians who live up here as well. And then it kind of naturally segued into uh, doing it at, at Chippers, which became 830 North, uh, because again, we had that space already available. We had the dividers up, you know, because we had to do that for the pandemic. So it was already like a natural thing. And they were able to um, offer this, this space for smaller bands, you know, who couldn't necessarily play the Mish uh, to still be able to play to their friends and family and their fans and stuff. So while the Mish reduced capacity shows really allowed for a lot more bands to get up there, which was super, super cool. Having these even smaller spaces allowed us to continue to support, you know, music in Northern Colorado, which has been really important to us and to everybody and a blessing for the pandemic. I mean, I don't know what I would have done without the couple of shows that we were able to go to. So it's been a really good resource, I think. For sure. And then how do you think that opening all these new venues will really help to impact the local artists and local bands um, to really connect with fans? Yeah, I mean, just being such a music and musician heavy place, uh, the more opportunities to play and to connect with fans, the better, I always think. And we have these pretty approachable spaces. You know, if you're a band that's never or hasn't played many shows or maybe never played a show or um, wants to jump on with another small band, we are allowing, we have that opportunity. We have that space. We have the room to take those kind of chances. And it's a little risky in a place like Greeley where maybe there's not as many um, musicians and music fans, but there's still a vibrant scene over there. And they have a ton of uh, bands as well that want to make the crossover. So maybe we bring Fort Collins people over to Greeley and vice versa. 
that's kind of like the goal is to get bigger, better opportunities for more musicians in more spaces by supporting them with, with these opportunities. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so there will be a celebration for the opening of the sister venues. And can you tell us a little bit about that as well as the ticket options? Yes, I'm so excited. Today, Thursday, we're having a big party at 830 North. Uh, if you've driven past Chippers on North College at all in the last week or so, you've seen a big new sign out front with our new name on it, which may have been a bit of a mystery to you. But today's the day. We're having a big party. It's starting at about six o'clock, we'll have some vendors out front. We'll have appetizers from La Piadina. At around seven, we'll have Cactus Cat play two sets inside. We'll have open bowling. Um, you can bowl for as long as you want. And the bowling is right next to the band, so you can enjoy the music and enjoy the bowling. We have a beer for 21 plus, and we're unveiling a brand new menu today at Shippers as well. So we'll have some food specials going on um, outside and lawn games and dancing and hanging out. And I think it's going to be a really great way to introduce the community to these three new brands. This time, no uh, no admittance required. Generally, we have shows that have GA tickets. We have those GA tickets. We have bowling options. And then, of course, if you decide that you want to upgrade to bowling after buying your GA ticket, that's an option too. So lots of ticket options, any which way you want to do it, uh, over at 830 North, right off North College, the Chippers location there. It should be a really, really fun time. I can't wait. All right. And then where can people find out more and potentially reserve a ticket? Uh, so you can go to chippers.com backslash 830 North. That site uh, should have more information about the show. I don't think you'll be able to reserve a lane per se, but you can see show all the other shows we have coming up. We announced a whole slew of concerts today. I think like almost 30 between 830 North and 2454 West. So you can see all of those listed there, chippers.com slash 830 North or slash 2454 West, or on our social media pages. We've got 830 North on Facebook and Instagram, up and running 2454 West as well. And then the Mishawaka and the Chippers pages will also have um, info about all of our upcoming shows and the show today to celebrate and the opening of Greeley uh, 2454 West and the opening of 100 Nickel in Broomfield, which is to come. So follow along, keep up with that. Very exciting stuff happening. All right. And then to conclude our little segment today, um, working with the Mishawaka, how do you feel like your work has really impacted music available in Colorado? Yeah. I mean, I, even before I started working for the Mish, I had known them to be um, creators of opportunity for bands who, you know, need an entry point. It's not necessarily the Mishawaka directly, but the Mish Initiative and um, our owner Danny used to run Spokesbuzz, which was a, pro a nonprofit that really lifted bands up. And now that we have these three venues within Chippers, smaller spaces for more bands to have more opportunities, I just think it's gonna be a way to encourage anyone to get out there and make music and if you're not on the music making side you now have three more opportunities to go see and support music um you know it's it's so obvious to me how how important live music is to northern colorado and colorado in general and fort collins and everybody that i think there's no better place for um these these spaces and to support the musicians up there um and i think you know we just want to add to that in every way that we can. Just make music more. <laughs> Definitely. And thank you so much for your time today. Again, that was Carly Shields with the Mishawaka and Chippers. And we're going to be right back with the COVID-19 update. So stay tuned.
And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Coda Babcock, and these are COVID-19 updates for Thursday. Around 84% of on-campus students and 81% of employees of Colorado State University reported receiving at least partial vaccination against COVID-19. Students, faculty, and staff can report vaccination status by visiting covid.colostate.edu. About five new cases have been reported this week among students and employees of CSU, a stark decrease from last week. CSU reports that since recording began in May 2020, CSU saw around 3,500 cases of COVID-19. Larimer County and the CDC report high levels of community transmission for COVID-19. Larimer County recommends that in high transmission risk periods, residents take the following precautions. Get vaccinated as soon as possible if you are not already. Wear masks indoors and in crowded outdoor settings regardless of vaccination status. Be sure your, your mask has a snug fit and consider wearing a KN95 mask or a surgical disposable mask. Disposable masks can be adjusted by tying knots in the ear loops. Postpone all gatherings if possible, and if the event must incur, occur, consider requiring all attendees to be vaccinated or limiting the number of invited households. If the event is indoors, consider moving it outdoors. Get tested for COVID-19 if you have any concerns over exposure or symptoms. The county reports a total of over 33,000 cases and over 270 dead residents as a result of COVID-19. In the past week, the county's case rate moved to 233 cases per 100,000 residents. 79 COVID-19 patients are receiving treatment in hospitals, with ICUs reaching full capacity and being completely overwhelmed. The state of Colorado offers gift cards to eligible unvaccinated people who get their COVID-19 vaccines at select sites. For more information, visit covid19.colorado.gov. Over 630,000 cases have been reported, along with over 7,500 deaths in Colorado. 3.5 million Coloradans have been tested for COVID-19, and over 3.3 million are fully immunized against the virus. The United States reports nearly 40 40 million cases of COVID-19 and over 648,000 deaths. In the past two weeks, cases increased by 11% and deaths increased by over 50%. The vast majority of U.S. states are experiencing what National Public Radio refers to as unchecked or escalating community spread of COVID-19. Information from today's segment comes from Colorado State University, Larimer County, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Centers for Disease Control, and National Public Radio's Coronavirus Tracker. That's all for COVID-19 updates. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review. Now we're going to be hearing from reporter Austria Cohn of the Rocky Mountain Collegian about her upcoming story. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to Tech News for Thursday. Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of the false health startup Theranos, faced the start of her trial this week. According to Michael Liedke at the Associated Press, Theranos caused investors, patients, and former U.S. government officials to be financially, emotionally, or physically harmed by the dishonesty of the technology's success. Both law teams described her in opposing ways, with her defense claiming her to be an underdog working to change healthcare, and the offense describing her as a villain and a fraud. The case is expected to spend three months in court with a 12-person jury. Theranos went down in 2018 after AP said that the Wall Street Journal pointed out major issues with the technology, causing investigations into what Theranos did to get the results. GoDaddy, a web domain hosting platform, stopped hosting a site owned by the Texas Right to Life that promoted people to report anonymous tips about those seeking and assisting in abortions in the state. According to Bobby Allen at National Public Radio, the website claimed to, quote, help enforce the Texas Heartbeat Act, end quote, which says that private citizens can sue anyone who assists or performs an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy when many women just assume their menstrual cycle is late. GoDaddy informed the organization they violated their terms of service and would no longer be giving hosting services by GoDaddy last week. Social media users shared around posts working to spam the site in hopes of crashing it prior to GoDaddy's announcements. Shareholders are now pressuring Apple to make exceptions to non-disclosure agreements in cases of workplace harassment and discrimination. According to Zoe Schiffer at The Verge, Employees at tech giant Apple are expected to sign an intimidating agreement that's intended to protect trade secrets. However, the company has not made it clear if working conditions are included within what they can and cannot disclose. 
The group pressuring Apple towards the exception includes shareholders and activists alike, and they recently filed a shareholder petition towards Apple, with one leader saying that it's being done in good faith and with the hope that Apple will be leaders themselves. Ifioma Ozoma, the leader in question, said, quote, Their response was to use the same employee handbook that they've reportedly been using to silence workers as an excuse to say no. We responded that this wasn't acceptable, and curiously, haven't heard back. End quote. Ozoma personally broke a non-disclosure agreement to speak out about discrimination at social media platform Pinterest while she was working there. While employees in California are protected to discuss sex discrimination, they aren't legally protected if they choose to publicize their experiences. That's all for Tech News. I'm Kota Babcock, and you're listening to KCSU Fort Collins with the Rocky Mountain Review. Now for Weird News. Hello there, my name is Ivy Winfrey, and sometimes things need to get a little bit weird, so here's a few of the weirdest stories I've found from around the world. The country of El Salvador started buying significant amounts of the cryptocurrency Bitcoin after becoming the first country to declare Bitcoin a national currency. According to Merlin Delsid at CNN, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele announced late Monday that his government purchased 200 bitcoins ahead of El Salvador's formal adoption of the currency. He added another 150 on Tuesday, bringing the country's total to 550 bitcoins. As of Tuesday, bitcoin is now legal tender in El Salvador alongside the U.S. dollar. On Tuesday, the risks of the approach were highlighted when bitcoin prices dropped sharply on what Bukele called... Bitcoin Day. The law designating Bitcoin as legal tender says that all, quote, economic agents, end quote, shall accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment. It also says that tax payments can be made in Bitcoin. Salvadorans will be able to download the Shiva wallet, an application created by the government, which will deliver $30 worth of Bitcoin to people who promote its use. Cryptocurrencies are held in digital wallets rather than through a traditional bank account, meaning that people in poorer communities with less access to banks could use Bitcoin as a way to gain increased access to their finances. However, social organizations have asked the Salvadoran government to repeal the law, largely because they fear the extreme changes in value of the cryptocurrency. The International Monetary Fund, which provided an emergency loan to El Salvador last year and is now negotiating another round of lending, has taken a dim view of using Bitcoin as legal tender, saying that doing so raises the number of economic, financial, and legal issues. Kristalina Giorvija, managing director of the IMF, says, quote, How do we know what we collect in taxes when Bitcoin goes up and Bitcoin goes down? How do we plan for expenditures? Remember in April, Bitcoin crossed $65,000 and then it dropped almost half of it. That is a problem that the Ministry of Finance is going to be wrestling with, and it's not an easy one, end quote. El Salvador's government is betting that using Bitcoin as a legal tender will attract new investments. Authorities also hope to reduce commissions paid for sending remittances from abroad. A Spanish Catholic bishop and exorcist has resigned after falling in love with a satanic-themed erotica author. According to The Guardian Nigeria, Xavier Novell announced last month that he was resigning from his post as Bishop of Solsonia in Catalonia for, quote, strictly personal reasons. On Monday, it was reported by religious news site Religion Digital that Novell had fallen for Sylvia Calbol. Uh, a divorced mother of two. Cal Bull is a writer of erotic novels featuring characters possessed by the demon of lust and has been described by her publisher as turning, quote, all of our moral and ethical considerations upside down, end quote. The Hell and Gabriel's Lust, Calibol's most recent book, is described as containing, quote, prisons, psychopathy, sects, sadism, madness, lust, and little by little as the story progresses, the unreality of immortality in the crude struggle between good and evil, God and Satan, in between angels and demons, end quote. Novell is likely no stranger to the demonic, having been among a handful of Spanish bishops to decline having an exorcist appointed in 2015, opting instead to perform the role himself. He reportedly met Calabol, who is also a psychologist who has studied sexology, yoga, Catholicism, and Islam after he began studying demonology. Novell reportedly said that he had, quote, fallen in love and, quote, wanted to do the right thing, end quote. His resignation was accepted by the Pope, and the Church has not commented on the matter. A duck has been recorded saying an insult in the first ever recorded instance of ducks imitating human speech. 
According to Jack Guy at CNN, a hand-raised Australian musk duck named Ripper was recorded imitating the phrase, you bloody fool, during a mating ritual, according to a study published Monday. According to the authors of the study, Ripper may have learned the phrase from his caretaker. The study says, quote, the Australian musk duck demonstrates an unexpected and impressive ability for vocal learning, end quote. The report also details how Ripper had the ability to imitate the sound of a door opening and closing. Study author Carol Ten Kate said that there are many species of ducks and geese that are bred in captivity, and there haven't been any reports of them showing an ability to mimic human sounds, saying, quote, It's quite exceptional, then, to come across a species which apparently has the ability to mimic these sounds, end quote. Songbirds, parrots, and hummingbirds are known to exhibit this vocal learning ability, but this is the first fully documented instance of musk ducks exhibiting vocal learning. However, according to the study, it is unlikely that ducks have not, not found in, cap, in captivity will imitate human sounds. Ten Kate says, quote, If you only recorded these animals in the field, you wouldn't realize that they were actually vocal learners and imitating one another. It's just when they are reared under these special conditions. End quote. That's all the weird news I have for today. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. And now for the weather. Today was roasting with a high of 99 and a low of 55 in the morning. And Friday is almost identical with some clouds rolling in. Saturday, we'll see temperatures drop to a high of 88 with a high of 61 or with a low of 61. And Sunday will continue cooling down to a high of 84 with a low of 57. Monday warms up to a high of 70 or a high of 90 with a low of 55. And Tuesday will get some relief with, from the hot with a drop down to a high of 75 and a low of 54. And for Wednesday, You'll have to tune in from 4 to 5 p.m. next Tuesday on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins for the Rocky Mountain Review. That's all for the weather. I'm Coda Mabcock, and information comes from the Weather Channel. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to check us out online at kcsufm.com news or by visiting our Spotify by searching KCSU News. And that's all for today. We just wanted to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We'd like to thank our guests today, as well as Portia Cook, Thomas Taylor, Stephanie Keel, Stevie Jones, Hannah Copeland, Addison Lambert, Elliot Hutchinson, Eric Zhang, Brennan Cole, Lindsay Johnson, Eliza Droder, Maddie Erskine, Samuel Bailey, Ben Haney, Ben Kruger, Anna Schwab, Marie Tanksley, Melissa Ronaldo, Dixon Lawson, Peter Walk, and the rest of the staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. And I'd like to thank you, Coda. And I'd like to thank you, Ivy. And finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. Thank you. And with that, we'll see you next time.